There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Georgia! No, how are you? Well, I'm on a big high because I got to see you yesterday. <laughs> how I know, we're so lucky, aren't we, that we now we can dwell. I say lucky, it's just nice to feel a little bit back to normal. I know, although it's funny because people are like, what, you haven't seen each other for four months, but we speak on the phone about 10 times a day and yeah exactly each other. I mean I speak to you more than I speak to my husband yeah absolutely the same in the whatsapp messages you're always at the top of my whatsapp list and that's how you know isn't it that's the person you speak to the most yeah, yeah the favorite person um, <laughs> how are you how are you James judgy James is all right being a little bit less judgy this week oh, um I think he needed to get back to work to be honest with you yeah I think it's doing him the world of good and having some time apart is doing us the world of good so that's good how's everything your end um everything's fine actually we're like yeah we're kind of I'm just working so much obviously I've just come to the end of another week covering Matt so well today's my last day um so that's really nice and then I just I start I've got a month on drive time so I'm doing every single day from four until seven p.m so that's a month without putting the kids to bed but so that's the, that's the only thing I can think you know it's like it's so amazing and I love it so much but then all oh, the mum guilt creeps in but then you've got other time with them as well I know. and also think about in the grand scheme of things it's a month like no. it, it's not like five years do you know what I mean and you're um, absolutely right and I, as soon as I get in anywhere I just creep upstairs and smell them I'm like that try not to wake them but needing to hear them I I love watching kids sleep is that weird no it's so beautiful I literally love it I don't think there's anything better than seeing kids sleep even if they've been absolute horrors all day then you see them sleep and you're like oh all is forgiven you little yeah no no I know I love you (laughs) you've got a nice weekend plan because aren't you about to drop your kids over to your mum and dad for the weekend yes we are we are gonna they are gonna have them um yeah overnight and it's gonna be really nice I think James and I obviously been at home with the kids solidly for all you know four months or whatever with no yeah. breaks and he's just gone straight back into work normally he'd have a summer break and then now he will not have a break again until June next year wow. so um it is long it is long for him and um I think we're just going to try and now and really make the most of the weekends while we've got them because come September when the football season starts again we won't have weekends again so yeah. um definitely for the next few weekends we're going to try 
try and do stuff together on our own um, and make the most of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of all we can do because things are changing so much and um, the world is such a funny place at the moment. I don't know about you, but every time I open the news up or, you know, see stuff about travel bans and, you know, anti-Semitic behaviour and people are inciting hate and all, it's like, it's, it's gone bonkers. But I, I feel like we can only think about today. That's yeah, exactly. Done right. I think it's put people right in the present. You can't plan. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, no. all we've got is, is really is just trying to be kind to people, spreading love, and just you know, cracking on with the moment. Yeah, just yeah. be nice. You yeah, know, just be nice to everybody. Try and enjoy every day that you have with yeah. people that you love. I mean, yeah, you can't plan, and I, I think that kind of leads us nicely into the topic <laughs> that we're going to be chatting about today because. Um, I think we both had quite different um, experiences when it came to deciding to have another baby and whether or not we wanted to have another baby after our first, introducing siblings, all of that kind of thing. Um, Because so you got pregnant with Kit, didn't you, quite quickly after you had Luna? Yeah, so today we're going to be discussing when is the right time to have another baby. So you've got your first, but when do you introduce number two? When do you start trying? And then if you've got two... Do you go for a third? Do you yeah, go for a fourth? Exactly. So we're going to be talking all around that today. So for us, for me, it was slightly different because, I mean, people know my story in terms of my fertility issues, my age. I was obviously a bit older. I know what my sister was going through at the time. So I knew that I wanted to have my kids quite quickly. And I was absolutely, I guess, freaked out, overjoyed, <laughs> terrified. <laughs> But it was the best thing ever when I found out I was pregnant with Kit. Because it was quite soon. I mean, Luna was only nine months old. And yeah, I, I remember it. I remember it. Well, I think we were shooting with the kids. And yeah. you came in and you told me. And you were literally shaking. <laughs> you were, like, actually shaking. Um, and I remember, like, at that time, my head was not in having another baby at all like Mm. it hadn't even crossed my mind Mm. to be honest um and there you were you know with a nine month old Axel and Luna crawling around and then Mm. with another baby on the way Um, yes and I think people often talk about that moment that they are so happy that it's happened but they are also so freaked out and we always get asked this question um you know when is the right time when is yeah. the right moment? I just don't think there is ever a right moment to no. have a second child. I really I don't. don't. Because you know what? In a way, it's easier because you know exactly what you're going to get because you've been through it. The, fir- the first time, it's a bit like being chucked in a freezing cold river. You're like, yeah. ah, is it is it exhilarating? Is it going to kill me? Like, you just don't <laughs> know what's going to happen. The second time around, you're like, Yes, I know because I've done it. I've done it before, but at the same time, there's no you don't get to nap because you've got a toddler or a, you know an eighteen month old to deal with. So yeah. there's no rest. There's no let up, is there? It's just cold. no. There's no breaks. Um, what was the hardest part for you? Um, well, to be honest with you, we 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 spoke. I spoke about this quite a lot. I'm an only child, and I was pretty happy just having one baby. Like I. <laughs> just was happy with that you know I'd sort of done you know we had Axel and everything we'd got to that stage as well he was like two and a half things were becoming so much easier do you know what I mean so much easier um you know there were no more nappies um you know it just 
life was we're sort of getting our life back on track again um in terms of not feeling so tied down to the routine and all that kind of stuff um and James and I discussed it and James is one of four and he sort of had said he would love to have more children but he was totally happy in the same way that I was just to have one you know he was like you know what if you want to have one then that's you know, I'm absolutely fine with that as well. Um, in my head, I've always wanted to have more children and have, you know, for them to have siblings and stuff. But, you know, it's it's cool. Like, if that's not what you want, that's not what you want. Yeah. And then, obviously, we got pregnant with Gigi and it was a complete surprise. Um, it really, really was a complete surprise. I remember, do you remember, uh, we, oh we my were, God. like, recording we, and... We've got to talk about this because that is, that is hysterical. <laughs> that whole process of us finding out that you were pregnant was so funny. I mean, you turned up. We were. We, we you turned up to where we record the podcast normally before COVID, and I just took one look at you and I was like, "Are you pregnant?" And you were yeah. like, "What?" My mum has just asked me the same thing. You had it in. You sort of had this like exhausted, like black eye, but like this sort of greyish tinge to your to your colour. I mean, it was attractive. That's um, exactly yeah. what my mum said, and it really annoyed me. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, why? Why does everyone keep asking me if I'm okay? I'm fine (laughs) and and I I remember leaving the house that morning like really annoyed with my mum because I was like for god's sake like how dare she say that to me I'm just about to leave the house and she's basically telling me I look grey I was like oh my god I can't believe she's done that and then you said it to me and I was like oh god okay now I need to think about this maybe maybe the two of you are right and then we went and got a pregnancy test didn't we we literally felt we literally (laughs) felt like I mean it was like something out of a movie. We, like, <laughs> and we were like, a uh, couple of pregnancy tests, please. And they were like, you've got to get them from the aisle. I was like, shit, I'm so out of practice of this. And then we went into Byron Burger, went down yeah. to the Louvre, And I was like, right, go in. And George was like, okay, okay. And you weed on the stick and then you held it up the wrong way. I hid it up my sleeve. I felt like a teenager. I literally felt like a teenager because I saw this the man that worked in Byron Burger and I hid it up my sleeve. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know what, what, what he was going to do tell me off or something um and then we didn't know did we and you had to go off to work so then I went home and I was at home by myself and I did a test and obviously realized it was it was positive and I just stood there in the kitchen like oh my fucking god oh my god like this is so not what I had planned yeah. for this year or for any year to be honest <laughs> um and yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, look, I'll ask you the question. How do you feel about it now? And could you oh imagine God. life without Axel? No. no, 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 not at all. And it was definitely the right time as well. Like, I feel like for us, we probably couldn't have planned it better in terms of like him going to preschool and all of those things. Yep. And we've, if we'd have tried to have planned it, it wouldn't have happened, would it, like that? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everything does happen for a reason. And, yeah, it... it I mean, I'm so happy that we did have her, obviously, now. and But just, just in terms you. of, like, siblings, like, I, I didn't ever think about that before. I didn't, I don't know, I, you know, I, I didn't have brothers and sisters, so I didn't really understand the whole sibling relationship and stuff. And now I see it, I just think it's just amazing. I reckon it's softened you up a little bit as well, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yeah. You were a hard-nosed bitch or anything, Georgia. <laughs> What it's done is made you see the bond between mm. Axel and, mm. and, um, and Gigi. And it's like, you know, you now understand what it's like because you yeah. can see it. 
what it's like to have a sibling. So look, it's not for any for everybody. Some people yeah. decide one child. Um, I'm, one of my best friends, Kaz, she's like, we've got Albie. You know, that's all we need. I don't want any more. She's a little bit older, and she's like, we're we're complete. Our family's complete, and that is absolutely fine. However, if you yeah. do it for a second, let's have a chat around that because hopefully we can we can lift the lid on a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, should we get to the question? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, um, so this one is from Luxurious Lux London. Oh, I love her. <laughs> yeah, me too. The age gap between the two, is it hard? Do you want to kick off with this one, Zoe? So I guess in a nutshell, the answer is yes, it is hard. There's only 19 months between them. Um, so I guess the, 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 the cons are, you know, you are dealing with a young baby who's just learned to walk and who's very much still in nappies and you've also got a newborn yeah so uh, Luna required a, a serious level of amount of attention and so did yeah. Kit so me trying to split my time between the two of them making sure that I wasn't just putting Luna to the side well I mean I would never do it anyway but I also couldn't do it because she was still kind of you know 18 months old tottering around you know bumping yeah. into things you know and it's like then you've got a newborn to look after so that side of it is definitely definitely hard I think you're still so shattered from coming through the first 18 months of being a new mum to then you know have to deal with your pregnancy and then give birth and then go through the newborn stage again so soon I mean I remember once um it was you know three o'clock in the morning Kit wasn't sleeping you know he was kind of eight weeks nine weeks old something like that and I was in there just shh, 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 like dog tired then I heard Luna she was crying and I was like this is a nightmare that th- those moments really pushed me to the edge actually if I'm, if I'm yeah. very honest and then the plus side of it is you kind of um you're so practiced because you've just been through it. So you know exactly what you're doing. You haven't come out the other side. So actually, you haven't seen what real life is like. You're still very much <laughs> in that baby phase. So you're kind of like, well, I might as well just get back into it again. And the bond between them, there was only a very short period. I'd say the first, I don't know, 10 months or 11 months when they really couldn't play together. As soon as Kip was walking, they could run around together. Luna was really looking after him. They're into similar things. And now people think they're twins. I mean, they're basically the same height. <laughs> like, you know, and they're the best of friends they do everything together yes they fight and Kit bites her and she pulls his hair and does all that kind of stuff but actually generally it is lovely seeing them together now it's yeah it's like short sure, isn't it it's like short-term pain for long-term gain long-term gain and they're only going to be one year apart at school so how nice yeah. is that but I love having my older sister at school we were two years apart and we were like each other's protectors you know we really looked after one another yeah, no, it is so nice. And it's nice for them to be going through kind of all the same things at the same time. Like as you go forward, you'll know one secondary school and then the next one will be at secondary school and then they'll be doing it together. And I just think, yeah, I mean, that there's lots of positives to having a small age gap, isn't there? Loads. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Reese, hello to you. We love her as well. She always asks great questions. How do you prepare a toddler for baby number two? Go on, Georgia. Um, yeah, so Axel was just about to turn three when Gigi was born. There's like, you know, just under two, three years between them. And we spoke to Chris and Rose from Expect the Best um, in the lead up to this because I, I shared it, you know, quite openly. That was my main concern about having another baby was how Axel was going to yeah. um, adapt to that and how, how it would affect him and stuff. Um, so we were quite, um, you know, we, we did really plan out our approach in how we how we were going to tackle it. So in the in the months leading up to 
uh, Gigi's arrival, we changed his bed before she, you know, before she arrived um, and sort of settled him into a new, you know, new room and a new bed and all that kind of stuff. And then we would talk about Gigi coming and we was talking about um, buying her a gift when she came and, yes. and she would maybe get him a gift when she arrived and all of that kind of stuff. We speak about her quite a bit, but not so much that he was like, oh my God, shut up. Um, and then when he came to see um, us at the hospital, I made sure I wasn't holding Gigi and I'd speak to him and I, you know, I was speaking to him first. And then he, Gigi had a present for him, which to this day, he's still like, how did Gigi know to get me a Hot Wheels ramp? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know, she she was in our, in my tummy when we were in the toy shop. She must have heard. And he's still like very, you know, suspicious about it. But he still loves the fact that she did that. And also he bought her like a couple of comforters and he loves that she uses them every day. So there's definitely, I mean, it, I know it's materialistic and it's superficial or whatever, but buying each other a gift. No, I think that's I right. Think for, yeah, I think for little kids, it's almost like breaks the ice, doesn't it? Yeah. I think think that's really good Georgia there actually I think you've like yeah you've nailed it with the tips there I think talking but not talking too much you know making them feel part of the process whether that's like going out to buy new baby some baby grows or some muslins or getting them to choose out little bits and pieces for them help it getting your toddler to kind of help as much as you can depending on the age of the toddler with like you know preparing the nursery or if you're you know you've got a next to me crib or just kind of and also getting them involved with maybe making them a card on arrival rather than you know if you if you don't have the finances to go out and buy a present you know ask your toddler to help you make a card so that when yeah, they draw a picture, draw a picture yeah. or, and then you could probably make a card from baby to your toddler things like that just making them feel part of it yeah absolutely and then further down the line we found because Axel was absolutely fine until Gigi was about six months old I think and when we started praising her for doing things you know like she'd sit up on her own and we'd be like oh my god look oh she's clapping and then I that's when I noticed like a little bit of jealousy and now we sort of changed the sort of the discussions around what she's doing we'd be like oh well done Gigi that's really good Axel did you teach her that um, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, I did. So now it becomes rather than a negative to him that she's getting loads of praise. He's also getting praise because he thinks that he's taught her how to do it. And now in his head, if he's, you know, if he does something clever, she's going to copy him and he likes that. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I think it's just always having that awareness, isn't it? Um, Definitely that there might be a little bit of jealousy. And that's actually completely normal anyway. We'll be right back after the short break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Planning on having baby number two. Baby number one is, uh, baby is one right now. Possible to get two babies to nap at the same time? <laughs> it can be done. It's difficult, but it can, um, Luna and Kit used to nap at the same time, and we we managed to we managed to get that for a year until oh we got a nap. So that it can happen. It doesn't happen every time because one might wake up and, and the other one might disturb the other one even. But like if you do, what I used to do was get Kit down, um, yeah. tell Luna to go and sit on her bed with a story, so I'd leave her with a book which she loved, and then put Kit down, make sure that he was sort of settled as much as I can, shut his door. If he had to cry out for a bit, then I would read Luna a story. I'd settle her. She would go to sleep. Then if I needed to go back to Kit, I could do it that way round. Yeah. Um, I think it's always best to get the baby off first and make sure that the toddler's just chilling in their room. Yeah, yeah, definitely for naps. I think we had a bit of crossover with Axel still having a nap, but he dropped it quite soon after Gigi was born, which is annoying. But we still do downtime. Yeah. yeah, I know. We still do downtime so that we do get a bit of a break. Um, Agnes, not having a sibling, had hyperemesis and a 40-hour long labour with the first. Oh, my gosh. Poor you, Agnes. <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, do you know what? I've said it so many times, but I really, I'm fine being one. <laughs> like, yeah. It really hasn't affected me too much I think my mum was probably very um conscious about the fact that I was an only child so I went to lots of clubs um I had lots of friends outside of school um you know I went to nursery from quite a young age all of those kinds of things to make sure I you know I socialized um and yeah I I don't really I you know I'm fine with it so I, I wouldn't worry too much no, Agnes, I completely echo that, actually. There is absolutely nothing wrong. In fact, it's amazing. You've had one baby. You had a horrendous time the first time around. If you don't want to go through it again, your child is going to be absolutely fantastic. We'll make really close bonds with their friends. We'll probably yeah. have another family that, you know, is in, like, a, a, a child, a best friend, who's then they spend a lot of time with that family. Like, you just make connections elsewhere. Yeah children and actually I think you make deeper connections with other kids because you don't necessarily have it at home having one child is absolutely amazing do whatever you feel you want to do and don't be pressured by anyone else how to sleep train when you have baby one around how to do bath time with two under two oh my god yes I'm a pro at this yes (laughs) so many failed attempts I just got it wrong so many times okay this is what I do um, and sometimes I still have to do this because obviously sometimes I've got three, three under seven, you know, it's quite a lot with Kit running around and headbutting things. And Luna thinks it's hilarious to like show me her bum while she's like running up and down the hall. Like it's just a nightmare. Um, it's organization. So when they're having their, di- when they're having their dinner, I leave them there and I go upstairs and I'm like, right, you're in charge. Isla, you know, they might be watching something on the telly or just kind of chatting around the table. I go upstairs, I lay out their pajamas on Kit's bed so everything's there, Alfie's there, the bath is on. I then go downstairs, get them upstairs. Um, by the time we've all come upstairs, the bath's ready. Um, undress them all whilst having to like, I get Isla in first, then I put Luna in, then I'm obviously, obviously Kit last because he's the one that's so naughty and just doesn't want to come <laughs> in anyway. um, But 
And then I've already made his bottles. So I've got his bottles there ready to go. So you, you literally have to plan everything around bath time. Because if you've got them in the bath, I never leave them alone in the bath. It's just my weird thing. So I just have to know that once I start taking them out, everything is there and I'm not having to go to drawers or having to go back downstairs to get the milk. And then it's, you know, Isla then stays up a bit later. But then for me, it's literally do the stories, get them into bed and they're, they're, they're dust by seven o'clock. When Gigi was first born, that I was so scared about doing bedtime on my own. And I found that similar to you, like obviously organization, making sure when we went upstairs for a bath, I had, you know, I had the bottle and I had everything upstairs. What I used to do was put um, Axel and Gigi both, we'd sit on my bed and I'd give Gigi her milk, like when I was breastfeeding, obviously I was feeding her or bottle for a, a bit later on and then Axel used to just cuddle in while while I was feeding her and quite often he used to fall asleep like while I was feeding her if not then obviously I'd put Gigi down settle her into her um next to me and then I'd take him to his bedroom um get him sorted and then obviously like you said if I had to go back to Gigi I had to go back to Gigi um but yeah I think doing everything in one room first first off getting them all ready in one room is the way to do it um and then putting them down I think youngest first <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you I have all of their stuff for bath time laid out it's already done you know and it's 10 30 on a Friday morning you know I like I do that at after after I get them undressed before we go downstairs I then lay their pajamas put Olfi out get everything you know the moisturizer yeah, yeah. It, it just helps me otherwise I go mad looking for stuff yeah. I just, you know, I can't turn up to a podcast on time, but I can get my kids' stuff laid out. It's <laughs> <laughs> actually such a good tip because you're, I guess you're there anyway. Like when you're no. getting them dressed in the morning, you're there with all their stuff to yeah. get them ready for bed. That's yeah. a very good tip. Thank you. Um, Claire, how to overcome a traumatic first birth so it doesn't overwhelm your second pregnancy? Oh, well, I hear you. We both hear you. Um, I had a very traumatic first birth and it definitely stayed with me for quite a long time longer than I thought actually Claire um but I think when you are well firstly you need to take time to heal because mentally and physically I'm not sure how far you are postpartum but um um yeah it just depends it took me about eight months I think to feel kind of normal again and by that point I was nearly pregnant so I had about a month of like woo, and then I was like gosh <laughs> I gotta go through it but you know what I think you've got to keep in your head um that your first labor is not going to be the same as your second one yeah absolutely absolutely different experience and you will be able to take all of your learnings from your first one into your second one and maybe do things differently but also it's a different baby it's going to be a different setup it might be a different hospital like all of those things are going to be they're all changeable so I think you've got to just keep that in your head it's not going to be the same no and just like you know take any sort of learnings from your first pregnancy and birth and use them for your second but just know that no two births are the same and know that it can be completely different the second time round um yeah I just it's so hard to tell someone not to worry isn't it because the worry's already there but I think anyone you speak to has a completely different experience the second time round so yeah I wouldn't worry too much um Lou, move toddler out of nursery before baby r- arrives or just wait till six month plus baby needs it? 
what will you go first Georgia what I personally think to do it before um just obviously speaking to Chris and Rose expect the best I think it's it's better to sort of get them settled into their new normal before the baby arrives um, and then they're not blaming them for taking things away from them especially if you're going to give them the new baby their old bed or their old cot or whatever um they don't they won't feel like that I mean that we moved house six months after Gigi was born so there was lots of change for Axel and it was absolutely fine but I think in an ideal world it's good to get them settled before the new baby arrives I agree with you and then they don't feel like they're being shunted out for the new baby what you could do is make it feel like it's like a big exciting new move for them be like you're really big now you're really grown up so we're moving you into a big you know grown-up girl or boys room so that you can have more space and we've got you a special bed and you know I say that to Luna it's only the Ikea day bed we were like look at your special bed she was like wow (laughs) it's just from Ikea babes um so I think you can make a real thing of it and like really kind of say to them or whatever they're into you could just go go on Amazon and maybe get like some stars or we've got this amazing if it's a little we, we like kit loves dinosaurs and we we got all those kind of stickers that we put on the wall and we've got like a height chart for her and just little things to make their room really feel like their room I think yeah really and, and get them involved in it yeah get them involved in it. and then they're not like oh the new baby's here I've got to move out of my room make sure that yeah. they're already in their room and then they won't feel yeah and they won't feel bad absolutely um, what about will either of you have any more children <laughs> No. No. no thanks no 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 I mean I've said it a couple of times haven't I oh you know I understand how you know why people have a third because then you know the newborn stage is so lovely but I really do feel like we're coming out the other side of all the hard stuff now Gigi's you know over one and I feel like I'm getting back to my normal self yeah. again yeah don't yeah. feel shame around saying that, Georgia. It's good. Yeah, no, I do. I just, I, yeah, I think we've got two happy, healthy, lovely yeah. children, and I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, and I think that I w- we would have had a third, but we've already got a third. You know, yeah. It, it, I would have wanted. I think I would have wanted to go through it again. And and but but we, you know, we, our family's complete. We've got Isla. Like it's not. You know, she might not be with us. We have one week on, one week off. But that's three children to look after. That's that is me done. Plus, Dawson's <laughs> nip, hasn't he? I've got his tiny balls in my handbag. <laughs> everywhere with me. Maybe your next husband. Yeah, the next husband. He can impregnate me. I mean, that's why I'm only having two, just in case I find <laughs> someone else. And then you know, I've still got still got room for a third. <laughs> I am breaking Judgy Jones. Um, What is the youngest you would have siblings share a room? Love the podcast. That's from Jade. Thanks, Jade. Yeah, thank you. Um, That's a really good question. I don't know. Um, The youngest, I'd have them share a room. Well, I guess, I mean, I could probably put Axel and Gigi in the same room now because we might have to do that soon because we're obviously doing work and stuff upstairs at the moment in our house and Gigi's room is up next um and then we're doing a loft so there is there will have there will come a time when those two will have to share a room or she'll have to share a room with us and we keep sort of debating it whether it's easy for her to come in with us or easier for her to come with him but we've been sharing a room with Axel for so long now that we really just want to be on our own so it will be that Gigi will share with Axel so I will let you know how how that goes down um good luck with that um, I think if you can get to the point where your your youngest can settle themselves, and I know you 
can't ever guarantee this. I'm not saying, you know, I don't, I don't think you can ever say it's like a light switch moment that at two years old, they're going to sleep through the night. But if you can get to a place where, like, for example, um, Luna shares a bedroom with Isla. And even though sometimes she'll wake up Luna because she's scared or there's a spider or it's too dark or last night, her nightlight was too bright. It's like, <laughs> too bright? or are you scared of this fucking dark? Like what? Um, you know, generally the two girls sleep really well together and actually Luna's more settled when Isla is there because she's yeah. got more meat in the room. Now, sometimes I sleep Luna with Kit, like if we're at various places and Luna and they sleep really, really well together, but Luna wakes him up early because obviously she likes to wake up at 5.30 because she's insane. Um, so, but but in terms of actually sleeping through, you know, touch wood, um, they're at that age now where Kit's kind of two and four months and Luna is nearly four, that that's fine. I think if you can get to the place where they're not teeny-weeny babies that maybe need feeding through the night because then you're going to disturb your older child, then yeah. maybe look at around two, two and a half. Yeah, well, I, you say that, but Gigi now, I, I would be happy with it, I think. I think if anything... No, no, no. If anything, Axel would wake her up. <laughs> she's no, she's she's been pretty settled, you know, for quite a long time. Um, We're gonna have a shit night's sleep tonight. I know. Why am I saying this? <laughs> what the hell? I should what? be saying. I should have said. Oh no, I won't because she won't be here. <laughs> oh yes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, go on. Take the next question. I feel knackered now. Will a second kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Just take all the help. Yeah. I would say when you have a second, I think you've learned from the first, you can't do everything by yourself anyway. Um, and you just need to, yeah, accept all the help. You know, like with your older one, um, there'll be so many people who might want to take them to the park or whatever. In, in the past, you might have not wanted to let them, but they will love it. They will absolutely love going out for days with other people and, you know, just getting entertained, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'll just accept all the help. It is, I promise you, it's not going to kill you. I, <laughs> I feel you, but I feel like you need to try and this is what I try and do, even though I do go mad all the time from it. Um, try and take it in kind of, um, bite-sized, small bite-sized portions. So like, what's that phrase? This two will pass. I mean, it's like, it all comes to an end. It just feels really intense. Um, yeah. at the time. So if you can kind of look at it, especially if you've got a newborn, just take it sort of week by week. Um, yes, it will be tiring, but I think, like Georgia said, get as much help as possible. You know, get your elder elder child out, kind of out of the house, so that when you when baby does nap, you can do it. And actually, there'll be something built in you the second time round where you think, I can't nap because I've got so much to do because you know my toddler's going to come back or whoever old your second is. But actually, you need to think of it as the first time round. You need to get rest when you can. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, not just for the new baby, but for your older child as well. So Absolutely. it's even more important. Um, there are so many questions and yeah. we're not going to have time to answer all of them on this episode. Otherwise, it will be about two hours long. Um, <laughs> so I think, should we come back to these questions? We're going to save them all down and we yeah. will do a part two of this episode. Yes. I'm, I'm like, we've got about 100 questions here to get through and we, we don't have the time to do it, but we are going to come back to it like Georgia said but um as for today we would love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast please spread the word about made by mamas in these conversations um and as um as Georgia kind of she puts out across made by mamas is just to say please send us photographs where you're listening to the podcast as well we love seeing it 
Yeah, we absolutely love that. And really thank you for sending all your questions in because without your questions, we wouldn't be able to make this podcast. (laughs) So yeah, we really appreciate it. And any suggestions for topics, please do send them over to us at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. And we will see you on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.